Meanwhile, recorded live in the Lava Lamp Lounge, it's somewhere in between a radio zine. Stories and more. This show is what we make of it, and hopefully you'll join us in the fun too. Now let's get started. And welcome to helping keep the radio you love on the air in your community. It's issue thirteen, the Pledge Drive Special. As I work the kinks out of my back and try to approach my to-do list with some amount of sanity, I am reminded of both the pros and cons of taking a little time off to enjoy yourself. Especially this last month. Wow. Sometimes you live through a month. And sometimes you live through an entire year in that same span of time. And occasionally, you come out the other side with a slightly deeper tone in your voice because you've been breathing smoke for almost two weeks. But that's neither here nor there. Because as I stretch my legs out and turn on this little device I have to read my email, it becomes painfully aware to me that it is pledge drive time here at KMUZ. And I think that probably the best way to go about this and approach something like this is to talk a little bit about some of the most important things to me as someone who makes radio and listens to quite a bit. Uh, And that's having something dependable and reliable in your life that you can turn to, especially when you're stuck at home breathing smoke for two weeks straight. The thing that has always fascinated me about radio, but has certainly made me appreciate KMUZ in particular, was the dedication to the content The people that are producing shows uh, are just not only wonderful folks who really care about their communities and the music and, and the world that those communities grow up in, but they're excellent people. And I wouldn't just say that if it weren't for the fact that several of them are my friends. And, you know, we joke and we kid about the world of radio being this tight-knit community, but certainly there's nothing stronger than the community that grows around a particular radio station. I've been a guest on Mixed Show Northwest Notes a number of times, and often during this period when the pledge drive arrives, we try to do something together, uh, often during his time slot, and uh, It's often something very casual. We'll play some records, talk about what we like, what we uh, appreciate about the world that is broadcast radio. But I think, you know, this particular year has highlighted that relationship in a way that is hard to come to terms with. You know, we don't get to do that show together. Not for a while. And sometimes it feels like it might be even longer before we get to do something like that. When we look at how much it costs to keep a radio station going and how little money any of us have ourselves. 
Now this feels like a really, really strange time to be asking anyone for any kind of money for any reason. And I don't want to be the person that has to kind of sit here and ruin your day while you're just trying to enjoy a little bit of a broadcast before you have to really settle in and get back to work. But I think that it's important to understand that without the help of people who listen to these shows, without the help of people who are actively engaged in these programs, these shows will go away. It's not even a question of maybe, you know, like, oh, uh, maybe we can hold in if we just make a little bit more money or... No. The truth is, if we don't actually meet our funding goals, the station will collapse. Programs will disappear. People who don't have access to this resource won't be able to make these shows. They won't be able to engage their community. They won't be able to bring music to people who really care about it. And they won't be able to have this wonderful outlet available to them in this way. And that, more than anything, is why we need your donations. Now, it's very difficult for me to sit here and say, please, preach, you got to do this. I am the one that's in control now. I'm on the radio. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Right now, everything is really hard for everyone. And that's why I'm hoping that this message comes through to people who are certainly in a position to make a difference. I don't want to speak to those who are feeling the pennies being pinched and then wondering why I'm asking them for cash. This message isn't for you. I mean, please keep listening to the radio. We love you and uh, we want you to be a part of our community as well. But for those who have a little bit of extra cash this time of year, especially right before we have to go into a dark and cold period of our year where all of us are hunkering down inside of our homes and looking for new ways to heat them. If you have a little bit of cash now, this would be the perfect time to help keep KMUZ warm before that cold season sets in. I mean, we have to turn on the heat too. So this is my attempt, my effort, my my begging you, my please, 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 as James Brown might say, why not consider making a donation to KMUZ? It's going to help us stay in business, and it's going to be able to keep these shows coming to you in the way that you know and love. And certainly, if you are in a position where you can give a little more than you normally would, please, why not give us everything?
to make a donation to KMUZ, please consider doing one of the following. Call us at 503-990-6091 and make a donation over the phone, just like they've been doing for decades now. Or if you want to do it the newfangled way, there's always the Interwebatron. You can visit kmuz.org and click the blue Contribute Now button that's on the left-hand side of the screen underneath the logo, and we will happily take your donation online. It's safe, it's secure, uh, there's no uh, problems. We don't put you on some sort of weird mailing list, except for our own, where we send you information about KMUZ. Uh, But uh, yeah, it is the easy way, as they say, to make a donation. Now, we're going to move on to something that's actually kind of part of what we do here on a regular basis, and that's uh, bringing you a little bit of something helpful, uh, useful, some information about how you can improve your day uh, or life, uh, as it were. Uh, So uh, this is a little something that actually was recorded back in December of 2019 for one of the pilots that was made for this program. Uh, And this little piece is about a little idea that is not my own, but is very powerful if you want to adopt it in your everyday life. I certainly didn't call it this when I was in college, but beginning somewhere around 2004, when I was attending PSU 
and looking for ways to stay organized as a new student who had never been to college and was in my 30s kind of scrambling to figure out what freshmen do their first years and all of that, uh, I bought a package of index cards and very quickly began adopting what Merlin Mann began to call the hipster PDA. Now, my version of it included basically a handful of cards, one paper clip, and a pen, and essentially I would just write down all of my homework assignments on one card, and due dates on the other side of the card, across from the homework assignment, and probably put them in order of due date, something like that. Very simple. But it, it ended up being a tool that I valued quite a bit. And so I thought, in honor of uh, Merlin, who has been an inspiration for quite a number of things, uh, that we should talk a little bit about the utility of the hipster PDA and why it is something that you might want to consider uh, for yourself. Now, uh, I mean, as I mentioned, it is a very simple device. You need index cards, <laughs> you need a pen, and you need as many paper clips and or binder clips or whatever as you want. And the idea here, I mean, I mean, a rubber band would work too, actually. The idea here is that you need a place to write things down. You need a place to look when you're trying to figure out what to do next. And you need a place where you can quickly kind of reshuffle things when you're in a thinking, planning, uh, brainstorming kind of mode. And so uh, the index cards work excellent for exactly that. Uh, I usually have one card that is a list of kind of like the actions that I want to take throughout the day. Um, I, I, I've chosen to start calling it that versus a to-do list, which, I mean, certainly that's essentially what it is. Uh, but uh, calling something a to-do list almost has this implication of, and if you don't get it done, the guilt will be tremendous. And an action list is really kind of evident because there's only so many actions you can do in a day. So when you don't complete them all, you there's a kind of built-in thing, well, these actions will be then be taken tomorrow. So uh, um, I, I think that the distinction there is not only helpful for people who are maybe struggling with why to-do lists are, uh, well, difficult to use, but uh, you know, language can really make all the difference. Uh, anyway, uh, what kind of cards do I have? Well, let's see. I have a card that's like my action list, things that I want to do. Um, I have another list of uh, things I want to buy. So if I am sitting around working on something and I realize, oh, I need X, I write it down because uh, sometimes you forget that stuff. And then when you're actually ready to go shopping, you don't have a shopping list. So I have a list of things to buy. Um, I also have a list of addresses. And this is probably going to be something where it's like a temporary spot because most of the time these end up back in the um, uh, database that I've created for addresses. But you know, you, you while you're working, sometimes you come across an address that you need to save and then I write it down and then, oh no, you know, what do I uh, do? Well, you know, there it is. Uh, and then I have a lot of other kind of random cards in the back. These are cards that I've scribbled like notes on, passwords, email addresses, uh, I gave to somebody because they wanted to write something for me and so I had them write it on there and then I added it to the back of my pile. Uh, the list goes on and on. So, and, and then at the very, very end, I have a stack of unused blank cards. 
Now, um, one thing that I do like to do with this uh, when I'm brainstorming and planning is that I will have like the mind dump kind of situation. I'll just pull out a card and I'll start writing and it's just whatever's on my mind, get it all out. Uh, another version of that is to write uh, all of the things that I think I need to accomplish on a card because that's sometimes very different than what's on your actions list. Like sometimes what you're thinking in the moment can be more pressing and, 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 and more important. And so writing those things down, you can weigh the two against your action list and see if it works. The last thing that I like to do with my cards, and I, and I think that's going to be it for today, is that uh, if I'm trying to figure out the order to do something, if I'm planning some move, if I'm planning a project, if I'm planning some a list of actions that I need to accomplish or, or, or something like that, having several blank cards kind of aligned on the table in front of me helps visualize where I want to put these in order because I can write one thing at the top, kind of shift it around, say, okay, well, actually, I need to do this first because this thing happens before everything else happens, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I think that uh, visually with index cards, you can do that very quickly. I prefer the kind of you know standard three by five size card with lines on the front. Usually I end up getting the ones with the red line at the top just because those are pretty standard. I wanna point out that the particular kind and the way that you organize your cards and all that kind of stuff is absolutely up to you and my way of doing it is kind of not relevant <laughs> uh, in the same way that I think that uh, you know a pen is not going to solve your problems when you're trying to figure out how to get writing done uh, and all that kind of stuff I don't think that the kind of cards or the way that you use them or whatnot is is the key here but what I think index cards really did for me was kind of shifted my thinking outside of my own head and into a place where I could manipulate it in a different way. And that's a powerful idea. It's not exactly for everybody, obviously. People work differently and, and think differently in other places, and so whatever works for you, please do it. But uh, I just wanna hip you to the idea, the notion that maybe index cards, this kind of physical, tangible out in the world thing could be the solution that you're looking for if you're trying to shake up the way you think about stuff. Uh, certainly uh, there are a lot of different hazards about writing things on an external source. You can lose them very quickly and then of course the idea is gone. But is that any safer than having an idea in your head that slips away that you can't remember? I mean, you kind of have the same risk, and at least with the index cards, you have a chance of finding that card again. And I think that that right there is uh, sells enough of the idea of what's valuable about index cards. So yeah, that's a little bit of a nerd tip here uh, that is working for me around the office. Uh, and if you have any thoughts about index cards or would like to uh, uh, tell me about the way you use them, uh, please uh, write us, uh, austinrich at gmail.com. Would love to find out uh, exactly how these work for you. In the last month, I've thought about this program quite a bit and about the stories that I want to tell and to bring to you. And I had always thought that coming into October, I was going to kind of shift gears into reading some scary stories and some spooky stuff to get you in the holiday season mood. But 
Certainly, when I realized that the pledge drive was falling on the first show, it felt a little more important to address that first, rather than to dive into all this scary stuff. Especially when there's so much scary stuff already around us, from the real world that we have to deal with. So, uh, I haven't even really been able to acknowledge my new time slot here on Fridays, which I'm uh, very excited about. Uh, and yeah, you know, I'm glad that KMUZ realized that the program was something that, you know, could flourish and continue. You know, we, um, we do these sort of on a contingency, as it were, when we start out. We don't want to necessarily, uh, you know, bite off more than we can chew. And we also want to prove that we can do these shows uh, in a way that, uh, you know, uh, actually delivers on the promise and isn't just, you know, some sort of half attempt at delivering radio. So, uh, yeah, I'm very excited to be here on KMUZ Fridays, the Friday lineup. It's very cool. Uh, and I think that uh, moving forward, we're going to have all sorts of neat stories for you that illustrate everything about radio that is fun and exciting and, and whatnot. And I like these new early time slots, to be honest. I think that that's um, more in line with who I am when we... When we can get back to doing live radio again, I think that that's going to be the way that I want to do these shows is, is in person. Uh, so, yeah, I think that um, we're doing a lot of cool stuff here, which I'm very excited about. And the reason that we're able to do this was because our last pledge drive was successful. And we need this one to be successful, too. And, you know... How we get there and how we are able to accomplish that is through you, our wonderful listeners, who appreciate this kind of content, this kind of unique approach and uh, perspective on how we can communicate with the world and how we can bring stories to you. And uh, you appreciate it in that way that uh, ends up being financial, which we very much need and uh, value from you uh, as uh, someone who is very much uh, a supporter of community radio and the ideas behind it. So please, one more time, why don't you try to make a donation to us on the website even, kmuz.org. Uh, you can make a nice, wonderful, discreet donation by clicking that big blue button on the left-hand side of the screen and uh, that will give you all of the information you need to make a donation to us. And uh, if you want to do it the old-fashioned way, you can also send us some mail to our P.O. Box 12038 here in Salem, Oregon, 97309. Or why not call the station directly to make your donation even more quick? 503-990-6091. Make a donation and tell them, yes, your shows are important. I need you in my life, and I would love to have more radio coming my way. And I know that the way to do that is through my financial contribution. So here it is. I've given you the script. Now it's time to follow mine as I wrap up the program. And that's going to do it for us this week here on the program, somewhere in between a radio zine. The Pledge Drive Special. Issue 13. 
contains stories written by Austin Rich, including The Pledge Drive Special Part 1, Hipster PDA, and The Pledge Drive Special Part 2. This episode was produced by Austin Rich in the Lava Lamp Lounge and was assembled using only the finest in 20th century technology. In the long-standing tradition of Mozines, there is an open submission policy here. If you have a story that you'd like to send in, read, or you just want to be a part of the show, why not drop a line to austinrich at gmail.com. That's going to do it for us this week. You guys are wonderful. You guys are beautiful. Without you, there would be no program. I'll be seeing you.